stand comfortably with your feet about shoulder width apart. <coughs> your hands resting easily, either at your sides or in front or in back. And for this exercise, uh, let your eyes close. But obviously, when you're doing the walking meditation, your eyes will be open. Eyes closed, and bring the attention to the top of the head. Just resting the awareness at the top of the head, feeling whatever you feel. tightness or pressure or warmth or tingling, you might not feel anything. Very slowly we'll do a body scan. Slowly let your attention move down into the forehead. And all of this is done very much in the spirit of letting be. Simply opening to whatever it is that you feel in these different parts of the body. Forehead, eyes. <coughs> Let the eyes relax. Nose and cheeks. lips, the jaw, the chin, <coughs> move down the back of the head, and the sides, the ears, Let the jaw relax. Moving the attention down into the throat and the neck. Shoulders. Slowly moving down the arms, the elbows, and forearms, the wrists and hands, palms and the back of the hands. To the fingers. See if you can feel each finger individually. And the fingertips. And then from the throat down the front of the body, the chest, 
relaxing into whatever sensations you may feel or the awareness of no sensation down the chest to the abdomen and belly and from the neck down the back back of the shoulders, shoulder blades, down the spine, into the lower back, feeling the buttocks, genitals, down into the thighs feeling the knees down the calves Feeling the ankles, into the feet, tops of the feet, the soles of the feet, see if you can feel each toe. Feeling the contact the feet and the floor, just what sensations they are. Hardness or softness, warmth, coolness, pressure, weight. Do a quick body scan up the body and then down again. Very slowly, with a great deal of care and attentiveness, begin to shift your weight onto your left foot, feeling the sensations of that movement. You notice how many sensations are involved in this simple shift of weight. It's like a flow of sensation. And for a moment, feel the difference between the left side and the right. And very slowly shift the weight back through center, feeling the subtlety of those sensations of movement and the weight onto the right foot and leg. relaxed 
and alert. And with this degree of care, lift the left heel and feel what happens, sensations in the left foot and leg as you do that. And taking care of your balance, take a short step forward, moving, placing. Feel each part of it, lifting the back heel. Notice what happens in the body. Lift, move, place. And come back to center. The purpose of this little exercise is just to show how the mind can be as mindful and concentrated in as subtle a way in the walking as in the sitting. And so it's to really get out of the notion that somehow the practice means sitting and then everything else is a filler. The nature of our mind is the same regardless of what activity we're engaged in, and we can bring the same degree of mindfulness, the same degree of one-pointedness, of concentration, in the walking, in the work period, in everything else throughout the day. So during the walking periods, uh, find some space, either inside or outside, where you can walk back and forth, you know, 10 steps, 20 steps, 25 steps in length, you find yourself a path. You might begin by standing, you know, at one end and do a body scan or two, you know, for a minute or so, just to really get into the body, feeling it carefully. And you can begin walking at, uh, at a slightly so slower than normal speed. And the noting would be at that time, just left, right, left, right, or step, step, step. Where you're getting into the body, feeling the sensations of movement at that speed. And then as you feel, you can do that for five minutes, for 10 minutes, for 15 minutes. There's no uh, rule for this. As you feel, you can begin to slow down, perhaps dividing the step into two parts of lift, place, or up, down doing it at that medium speed, and then going into a slow speed, as we did here. Lift, move, place. This is not a movement exercise. It's using movement as an exercise in awareness. So you don't have to struggle to find the perfect step. You know, just like you're not trying to find the perfect breath simply using the movement as a vehicle for staying aware, for staying awake, for strengthening the concentration. In the course of the walking period, you may uh, find different rhythms, different speeds at different times that are helpful. 
let your reference point be walking at that speed which keeps you most mindful. Now that's, that's the reference point for the practice. What's keeping you most awake, most alert? Sometimes when people are walking very quickly, it's like the mind is all over the place. This is not really that connection with the body. And so what you need to do is really slow down. Get very careful in the movement. But sometimes people are walking very slowly, microscopically slowly, and you can just see that the body is moving slowly and the mind is a million miles away. So it's not the slow movement per se, that's the goal. If you're walking very, very slowly and you see that you're not being attentive, at that time it might be helpful to speed up a little bit you know, as a way of connecting with where you are. And so you want to play with the speed of the movement. If you find the noting helpful uh, with it, please use it as a way of connecting your attention with, with the step. Keep the noting very soft. This is not a noting exercise. You want to use the labeling simply as a support, as a help for connecting with the experience. It's almost like a whisper in the mind if you use it. Any questions about the walking? Okay, I mean, most of you, almost all of you, are quite experienced practitioners. Please remember that the walking meditation is also a model for how to be mindful in all movement. So, as you're leaving the hall, or as you're walking from one place to another in the building, that is a walking meditation. One last comment on this in terms of appropriate speed, also be aware of the context. So that if you're leaving the hall and there are a hundred people behind you, that may not be the time lift, move. You know, be aware of what's going on around you. Or if you're walking through a narrow doorway, something like that. Okay. Great. Have a wonderful day. To begin the sittings, connecting your attention with your whole body posture. Experiencing the sensations where your sit bones connect with the earth, with your cushion, bench, or chair. Experiencing the alignment between earth and sky. Noticing if your posture is relaxed, but also erect.
And then if you find it helpful, opening up the attention wide, it's like listening to a symphony. And notice whatever sounds are appearing, whether pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. Just let whatever sounds are appearing come to your attention within this open field of awareness. Noticing sounds come and go by themselves without having to do anything with them, but notice them. And then at first from this open awareness, begin to notice the movement of the breath. Noticing it come and go by itself without having to do anything with it, but notice it. And at times, bring your attention as close as you can to the movement without forcing the attention. Noticing how it begins, how it changes, and how it ends.
And however it appears and disappears, it's okay. It might be very tight or hard or soft, smooth or rough, warm or cool, very light pressure or vibrations, very quick movement or slow. There's no need to control it in any way. As much as you can, noticing it free from any ideas that you have about what is breath. at times noticing this movement that we call breath from a very close, focused attention. And at times from a very wide open field of awareness. And at the moment that you notice that your attention has become lost in the storyline or content of thinking, make a soft mental note of thinking, appreciating that you've noticed that thinking is happening, and then anchor your attention again by experiencing as fully as you can the sensations within the movement of the breath with a relaxed, careful, alert attention.
moment-to-moment mindfulness, getting of a feeling awareness of body from within the body. Direct sensing, feeling, knowing of body, just sitting. So that all the fragments of awareness cohere together collecting the mind in the direct awareness of body. Taking this focus of awareness and widening the awareness into the sphere of sounds. Inner sounds, outer sounds, the space and silence between the sounds. Awareness completely permeating the sphere within which sounds appear. Inclining the mind to sidestep associations with the sounds, images, identification, allowing those to come and go, inclining toward the pure sound vibration. Or silent space between the sound vibrations. Letting the awareness become open, receptive, soft, as well as keenly alert, attentive to the sound moments.
taking this fine balance of keen attention and open, receptive mind, come to rest in the awareness, the primary anchor of the breath, felt deep in the belly or the chest, or at the tip of the nose. An awareness of the breath from within the breath. Rising and falling, inflow and outflow, just as it is. not anticipating the breath, not reflecting back on what has already passed, but connecting in the immediacy of breathing experience. Just the effort to meet one breath at a time, one in-breath or rising movement, and the effort, energy, that connects with one out-breath, falling movement. Completely relax into this anchor, using the breath as the primary anchor, the body or sounds when appropriate. Whenever you notice the mind wandering, recognize that wandering or thinking mind. Without judgment, just the recognition, acceptance, and return to the anchor. Beginning today, when you notice predominant sensations in the body, coming to the foreground of your experience, Choose to drop the anchor, the breath, and bring your full awareness to the physical sensation. Directly, immediately, feeling this sensation from within the sensation. You notice an aching or an itching. Let the awareness go right to the core of it. You're able to and feel 
the sensations of that aching, the heat or pressure, twisting, pulling, the actual elements of that sensation. Light, tingly feelings may arise, plates of pressure. Waves of energy or shooting electricity without mentally describing these sensations or interpreting them. Just like with sound vibration, let the awareness incline toward the actual occurrence, the direct experience. of those elemental forces comprising what we call body, what we call sensation. So notice until the sensation is no longer predominant, fades into the background or passes away. And come again to anchor in the breath. If a sensation, particularly pain, lasts for some time as a predominant experience, notice it for some minutes, then return to the breath for a while. to re-establish a balance of energy and awareness and focus. Then again, you can attend to the predominant sensation. If it becomes overwhelming, it can be helpful to open again to sounds, to regain that sense of open, receptive, awareness. Keep a sense of ease, just relaxing into the moment, allowing the experience itself to do the work, to come forth and know itself. sense of relaxed presence in the sensations of your body sitting here. Just simply relax into awareness of the sensations of sitting. Don't try to create something, but rest in what presents itself. coming to a sense of groundedness, of presence, 
of relaxation in this moment. And when you feel the mind and body is collected, present, let your attention open to the vastness of the experience of hearing. In the receptive and alert mode of attention. Just notice as sounds arise and pass quite spontaneously. And really in an effortless way there's awareness of the hearing. Letting the attention rest with the experience of hearing itself rather than getting involved on any reactions or comments that might arise in the mind. becoming familiar with that quality of awareness that is both immediate, present, yet also receptive, not trying to do or create. And in that same way, feeling as this next breath arises in the body, simply feeling the sensations as they come by themselves, as they pass. This immediacy of attention, of feeling the sensations, yet the receptive, non-grasping at the same time.
Just feeling the sensations of this in-breath, this out-breath, wherever you naturally feel it most clearly. Tip of the nose, rising falling of the chest or abdomen, For some people, it's most helpful to feel the coming and going of the breath within the whole field of the body awareness. And if you've been finding the mental labeling helpful, then please continue to experiment with it. Rise, fall, or in, out. But really feeling the sensations. The label is just a very soft notation in the background. No need to look any further than this one in-breath or out-breath. Resting at ease in this breath, in this moment. And at times, when present with the breath or a sound, we become aware in the field of awareness a physical sensation has arisen. In that moment of noticing the sensation, it has become, for that moment, the predominant experience. Whether pleasant or unpleasant, strong, soft, just as it is. With our attention, we acknowledge what's already happening by itself. Let the breath be in the background and give this full quality of immediate receptive attention to being with the sensation. Feeling it just as it is, as if from the inside. With a quality of non-judging curiosity. being fully present as the sensation behaves however it behaves. Maybe it gets stronger, more intense. We just notice that, no agenda. Maybe it vanishes. Then again notice as the next breath or the next sound arises.
Perhaps the sensation stays the same for some time. Simply being with it, with this full, interested attention. If you're using labeling, it can be helpful. For the period of time the attention is resting in the sensation, to softly continue itching, 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 or burning, or heat, lightness, vibrating, whatever it happens to be. But the note does not mean to be an overlay to get in the way of feeling the sensation itself. Because this is the real immediate quality of mindfulness. And as the sensation dissipates, fades, or if the attention becomes strained, reactive, tight, then it might be helpful to again come to rest in this next breath, or open to hearing if the mind has become lost in struggle and constricted. And if another sensation arises, even in the same place, again meeting that sensation directly with beginner's mind. If not many sensations are arising, staying with the breath, coming interested, connected, at home with this breath. If many sensations are arising, fine being with each as it comes, or the most predominant if it feels like there are many. And if you happen to notice the presence of any of these difficult mental states, hindrances that Steve spoke of last night, sense desire, aversion, sleepiness, dullness, restlessness, worry, or doubt, The power of recognition is incredibly strong. So for example, being with a sensation, the experience gets tighter and tighter. Suddenly we recognize ah, aversion. Shifting the attention from the sensation to the mind state of aversion, recognizing what is predominant takes us back into mindful awareness, 
rather than struggle. Noticing the hindrance just as it is, physical sensations, thoughts, emotional tone. Not getting lost in the story. And coming back again to breath, body, or hearing as a way to settle and focus and relax the attention. Settle back into the awareness of your body posture. Feeling the body just as it is, without struggle, without strain. Feeling the sense of contact between your body and the floor or chair. could make the occasional note of sitting, simply as a way of connecting with this awareness. open to sounds as they appear. Distinct sounds, the sound of my voice, and also the very subtle sounds. Letting the mind relax as if it's listening to music. Open, empty, effortless awareness of whatever sounds appear.
Let the mind relax, let the heart relax. Settled in the awareness of the body. Feeling it just as it is. Then opening to sounds. and connect with the feeling of each breath. Feeling the sensations either of the air passing the nostrils or the sensations of the movement of the chest or abdomen. letting each breath appear in the same effortless way as sounds appear. Rest easily in the sensations of each breath.
connect with the feeling and the beginning of each breath and sustain the attention for the duration of just that half breath. Connecting and then sustaining. Allowing each breath to appear effortlessly in the same way that sounds appear.
relax the mind, relax the heart, letting each breath come naturally. Feeling it just where it appears.
when the mind wanders, simply settle back into the awareness of the body. Open to sounds and connect more precisely with the beginning of each breath, sustaining the attention for the duration of the breath.
When the mind is undistracted, notice how effortlessly the sounds appear. The breath appears in just the same way.
Do you have any questions about the instructions so far, the practice? Mm-hmm. Right. The, the question was, is it possible to get uh, a sheet for the chanting? Uh, it is, and I think it's in process. A few times during the sitting I mentioned relaxing the heart. On the last retreat that I did, uh, less self-course, I began to notice uh, very distinctly uh, every time the mind got caught in something, whether it was a wandering, wandering thoughts or some, getting hooked on something or other, could feel literally a contraction around the heart center. And I began just reminding myself at those times, just relax the heart, relax the heart. And it was a very useful phrase for me because uh, it was a way of letting go, you know, on an energetic level. Um, So I just offer that as a suggestion you might play with a little bit. When you notice that you're caught, or when you notice that you've been wandering, just see what's happening around the heart center. And see if there's been some contraction or tightening. Relax the heart, and again, we just drop very naturally into this space of easy awareness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the problem is really in the language, the languaging of it, because letting go is not something you do. Things of themselves are arising and passing, right? and so when we're not grasping, when we're not clinging, when we're not fixated on something. That's actually the doing, that's the habit of doing in the mind. Only it's become so natural right, that we think that that's the normal state you know, of the mind holding on to things. So what we're really practicing is not doing something to let go, but rather practicing non-doing, that non-reactivity of mind. Because then we simply settled back and everything is coming and going by itself. Uh, so one way of relanguaging it would be 
instead of thinking of letting go, you might think of it in terms of letting it be. Just let things be, you know, coming into their own um, natural place. And sounds come and go, the breath comes and goes, sensation comes and goes, sensations come and go. And the reason we've been introducing the practice more and more frequently with sound, with hearing, is because that often gives very easy access to this understanding of a very relaxed, non-doing awareness. Because when you're sitting back and you're just hearing the sounds as they appear, and you're not thinking about the sounds and there's no particular reaction to them, but it's just well, the different sounds appear. We're not doing anything to create them. We're not doing anything for them to disappear. We're just resting. You could say resting in awareness. We're letting them be, and in that letting them be, they come and go by themselves. So there's a non-holding on. So we want to bring that same quality, the same way that we're listening to sound, can we be with the breath? Or can we be with the thought, whatever it is that's arising? The problem is we have some very strong habits of mind that, don't, that doesn't do that. The strong habits, either of attachment, of judgment, of aversion, of being deluded, simply of not knowing what's going on, And so in some way we could say the practice is just coming back again and again to that natural state of awareness. Is that clear at all? Of course all this will become brilliantly clear (laughs) as the time goes on. You, you have done that, or you? Right. Well, the question was what to do when the mind is very sleepy and try all the usual remedies of you know, opening the eyes and standing up. Um, well, there are a couple of different possibilities here. Uh, on the side of the remedies, Right, the antidotes, most of the ones you know, you've mentioned and know, but one the Buddha mentioned when he was talking to, uh, I think it was Moggallana, you know, who was uh, his chief disciple, and in the week between when he met the Buddha and got fully enlightened, he was uh, <laughs> had problems with uh, dullness. <laughs> So there's one whole sutta, there's one whole discourse, and the Buddha is speaking to Moggallana about you know, working with sleepiness. And there's a whole long list of remedies, you know, most of which we've mentioned. But the last one on the list was uh, pulling one's earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's there, in the, enshrined in the Pali. So uh, it's worth trying. So that's... <laughs> You know, maybe there's some energetic points there that, from the other side, not from the applying antidote side, uh, 
I would begin to investigate your attitude about sleepiness. Because I noticed in myself at times uh, really an aversion to that state and a desire for clarity, an attachment to clarity. Right? And if I was really caught in that dichotomy, there was an inner tension, an inner struggle going on uh, that often just kept the mind very dull or very sleepy. At times, uh, I'll just back up a minute. In the balance between energy and samadhi, energy and concentration, sleepiness is on the side of samadhi. You know, when concentration is much stronger, out of balance with energy, tend to go to sleep. And an example of that is that time at night, just before you fall asleep, right, where everything gets very relaxed. And the mind is not restless at that time. The mind is you know, relaxed, it's tranquil, sleep. So there's actually a useful component in it. It's out of balance. There's not enough energy to be wakeful. But if you open to that state, instead of fighting with it or struggling with it, it's almost as if you can pull the thread of samadhi out of it. Do you have a sense of what I mean? So it's more kind of investigating or opening, becoming aware, becoming more allowing rather than fighting with it, and getting that element in it which is useful. And then building on that uh, by bringing in a little energy. And that whole process of looking at it and investigating it in that way itself will arouse some energy. So something interesting to learn you know, about it as a state, rather than simply, I hate this. <laughs> Disturbing the breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think I have any agenda mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. how I want breath to be. I, I, right. I, I really don't understand it's been going on for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lot of um, anxiety mm -hmm. uh, yeah. that's just there. The question was that often when she brings her attention to the breath, it seems the attention itself begins to affect the breath, and it doesn't seem like it's the natural rhythm anymore. Uh, but that the awareness in some way is disturbing the natural rhythm of the breath. That's really common. Um, so the first thing is uh, allaying your anxiety that somehow I'm the only one that this is happening to. <laughs> it, um, there are two things you can do, or again from two sides. On one side, uh, realizing it doesn't matter that the breath is being affected because the idea is simply to be aware of the breath however it's manifesting. Because this is not a breathing exercise, it's not to find the perfect breath. It's just 
whatever, however it's appearing, becomes where you are right? and connecting. And so, uh, in that way, the fact that it's affecting the breath is irrelevant. You know? So you become aware of choppy breath or however, however it is. Uh, that itself just helps the mind relax behind it. And it may stay that way for some time. It might uh, change it again. Uh, so that's, I think that's really the best way. And it really has tremendous significance because it begins to decondition the very deep habit pattern of mind of looking for a particular experience, which is, it runs very deep. And so right here is a way of releasing the mind from that. Uh, I should have said this one last. (laughs) I got the order wrong here. The the other way of working with it uh, is just uh, giving the mind a, a somewhat broader base. So instead of focusing in on the breath, you really sit more in the body and let that be your anchor and simply let the breath come out of that. Because often it's the zeroing in sense that creates uh, what you're describing. It's really interesting. I mean, obviously, we're we're just at the very beginning here of this long retreat, but it's just so interesting to begin to explore and investigate all of these uh, relationships of the mind and body. Okay, yeah, let's start. Um, going back to letting go, <clears throat> I find the difficulty in letting go when I have physical pain. It gets so intense when I'm like, okay, surrender, surrender, Good. The question was about the difficulty of letting go when there's strong physical pain. You know, the, the pain gets very intense and saying, let go, let go. But it just se- that just seems to intensify it. When you're saying let to yourself, you know, let go, let go. What are you meaning by that? What are you trying to let go of? Right. <laughs> the pain. <laughs> Try letting be. <laughs> because as you know, and will continue to know, uh, what we experience is really not very much in our control. You know, whether, whether things are painful or pleasant, that's just following whatever uh, laws of mind and body, you know, how they're playing out. So the letting go doesn't, have, doesn't mean changing what's there. Really, it means relaxing into whatever's there. And so you, you, you need to, to watch that mental... Uh, I mean, this is really an, an element of right understanding, and you know, of cultivating right understanding in terms of 
in the moment what you're doing in the practice. Are you trying to get rid of something you know, that's unpleasant? Or is the practice, is the right effort about creating the space, allowing it? And this, when we're at the edge of what we're comfortable with, that's the great challenge. You know, and in some way the gift of practice, although it's also the difficulty in practice, is precisely when we're at the edge. You know, we can be with this, we can be with this, we can be with this. But right at that point, whatever, whether it's physical pain or emotional difficulty or whatever, here's where we, you know, get tight. Okay, right there is exactly where we want to be because that's the place of opening. But it takes practice. It takes, okay, at that, at that point, can I relax? Can I relax the heart at that point? You know, and, and over time, what we can be with, uh, with acceptance, that just grows and grows. And my imagination of what Buddha mind would be like would be that there are just no boundaries. The mind is so open, so free, that whatever it is that arises is not a problem. You know, and so we're practicing that. So the times at the edge, even though they're difficult, are actually the very significant times of practice. Okay. Um, I just want to say one thing about the interview schedule and then go over briefly the walking meditation. I know you're all familiar with it, but it might be helpful just to review it. In terms of the interviews, they'll start tomorrow, uh, and you'll each be seeing two teachers alternately uh, every other day. Um, because of the way it's happening this year with some of the teachers leaving at the six weeks period, uh, for some number of you, probably a fair number of you, you may have some switch of teachers at six-week period. Uh, and for some few of you, even if your teachers in the first six weeks are staying through, there still might be some switches. So just uh, so you know that. Okay, if you could all uh, stand. We'll